This is Local Switchboard NYC, a women-led audio collective. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Jordan Gospore. We're here to bring you news on a human scale. News that reminds us that big stories often start small. News that keeps us connected. On today's show... He realized that this great new movement of people fighting for queer rights was kind of without a good symbol. That's all coming up on Local Switchboard NYC. June is busting out all over, and of course are the annual Pride celebrations that honor the Stonewall Uprising of 1969, and the emergence of a queer culture of rich complexity and, most of all, one that combines a radical past with a radical future. Each year in June, Pride is marked by a range of annual celebrations, like the Pride Parades, which take place all around the world. But most noticeable is the fact that almost every public-facing establishment in New York City, from small businesses to great institutions, boasts some version of the pride flag, the rainbow that symbolizes the event. It seemed a good time to find out about the history of this iconic design. Local switchboard Sarah Montague spoke with Charles Beale, president of the Gilbert Baker Foundation, which preserves the legacy of the artist who created the flag. Rainbow, yeah. Uh, so. How I'd say it's symbol uh, LGBT uh, community, yeah. Hopefully what it's meant to stand for, freedom, inclusion, rights, love, the power to exist as you are. It means uh, freedom. Freedom and basically, as it says, pride. And also uh, just being you. The iconic rainbow that flutters from flagpoles all over the country rims the railings of Stonewall National Park outside my window and dictates the color scheme of shops, public sites, and every sort of clothing, from T-shirts to dog vests, was the creation of artist Gilbert Baker. Baker, a flagrant activist and notable drag performer, was also an artist and designer. In 1978, he was approached by the first openly gay man to be elected to public office, Harvey Milk. And he was a leading organizer, and he realized that this great new movement of people fighting for queer rights was kind of without a good symbol. Up to that point, the only symbol that people were trying to use was the pink triangle. And as Gilbert Baker was fond of saying, the pink triangle was a symbol of oppression put on us by the Nazis. And back in the 70s, no matter how much they tried to rebrand it, It still was that. So Harvey Milk asked Gilbert Baker, who was an artist and an activist, he was making a lot of banners for pride parades. He was making gowns for a drag queen. He was a drag queen. He was a famous one. And um, the first decision he made was that the new symbol should be a flag. We had just gone through the 1976 United States Bicentennial. And Gilbert had seen the American flag everywhere, plastered on coffee cups and T-shirts and bumper stickers. And he realized the immense power of flags. So his first decision was that our new symbol should be a flag. It was not long after that he was out dancing with another famous activist named Cleve Jones. 
And he was just kind of struck by the diversity of the crowd, young, old, black, white, Hispanic, hippies, conservative people. And he saw what he said to him was the rainbow of humanity. And that was the aha moment. He put the rainbow together with a flag and um, the world has been different ever since. Very quickly, he gathered about 30 volunteers and he got a, a small grant from the local pride committee. And then on June 26, 1978, they raised two huge 30 foot by 60 foot hand dyed, hand sewn flags up these 200 foot flagpoles at United Nations Plaza in San Francisco as Harvey Milk and the whole parade would drive right by these fresh new symbols. And Gilbert was fond of saying as soon as those flags left his hands and the rigging took them up, he knew what he would do with the rest of his life. People knew instantly, instantly that this was their new symbol. And very soon after that day, Gilbert went to work for a local Paramount flag company which is one of the oldest and most traditional flag companies in the United States at the time. And Gilbert was a pretty far out kind of hippie person to work with all these conservative flag people. But they saw right away the importance of this new symbol. They also saw his talent. And Gilbert worked within the flag industry for the next 10 years, doing everything he could to convince people to adopt this symbol. And in 1987, at a big flag conference in San Francisco, he got the North American Vexillological Association and the Association Vexillagique Internationale to adopt the rainbow flag into their catalog of official flags. This was a momentous event. People don't know about it. They don't really talk about it. You know, they love to talk about Gilbert when he was one of the sisters of perpetual indulgence, cross-dressing nuns. They like to talk about the more flamboyant aspects of his personality. But this event at the time was a very big deal. A vexillologist is a person who designs and makes flags. A vexillographer is somebody who studies them. And the North American Vexillological Association is a, a sort of official group that's been around for decades. They are sort of the keepers of the knowledge about flags and banners. And Gilbert was a respected member of that fraternity. Some of the best and biggest books about flags. They all have quotes from Gilbert in it. New York City Pride adopted the rainbow flag in 1986. That's the same year that Interpride, which is an international organization that helps coordinate pride events all over the world and the country, adopted it in 1986 as well. So those were kind of landmark moments when the flag really grew from a local regional flag to becoming the national flag. And Probably one of Gilbert's greatest achievements was in 1994, he created a mile-long flag in New York City for Stonewall 25. Within a year, what was a national symbol became an international symbol. You know, I always try to remind people the genius of the rainbow flag, and Gilbert wrote about this in his memoir, was that when they created the flag, he and Lynn Siegerblom and James McNamara were two of the key collaborators there. They talked about how they did not want to have an L stripe, a G stripe, a B stripe, or a T stripe representing identities. They decided these stripes should represent elements in all people, truly the rainbow of humanity. So, you know, the stripes represented sex and love. 
and sunlight and healing and nature and magic and serenity and spirit. The original flag, by the way, had eight colors, but within a year, all the flag companies ran out of pink and turquoise <laughs> material. And they said, if you want this mass produced, you have to have it only six colors. And Gilbert like to say he hated giving up sex and magic. So those two stripes, we like to say they were incorporated back into the, what are now the standard six colors. But yeah, they represent elements in everybody. We think this is very important because now there are people using other kinds of flags or they take the rainbow flag and they add stripes for this group and stripes for that group. And we always think that Gilbert's design is actually better because he doesn't use identity. He knew that our community was ever expanding and that the rainbow flag had to be a living, growing thing. And then if you started limiting stripes to certain identity groups, you'd end up with a 48-striped flag. So I think it was a stroke of genius for that group of original volunteers to avoid using identity as a marker on the flags or as a signifier, and instead to use human elements that are universal and that are in everybody, because that way it can be the ever-expanding rainbow of humanity. The city is basically dressed in this flag at the moment, and it happens every year. There are people out in my corner selling tiny versions of it, and there are mugs, and every shop is draped. When you start something, you can't imagine it taking off in quite that way. It is a two-sided coin, Sarah. I would be all walking with Gilbert during Pride, and he would roll his eyes at the sort of mass marketing of the symbol, T-shirts and people selling and every sorts of trinket with that rainbow on it. On the other hand, we knew it was a little bit of a compliment because of the fact that people have acknowledged it for what it is. And when we interviewed James Farragut from the North American Vexillological Association, he said that at this point, the rainbow flag is the eighth most recognizable symbol in the world behind the American flag, the British Union Jack, the French tricolor, the Nike swoosh, the McDonald's arches. Uh, you, you get the point. It is that ubiquitous. And people, when they see it all around the world, they know what it is. And it is, in our opinion, probably the greatest symbol for hope, liberation, and diversity ever created by human hands. Gilbert Baker died in March of 2017, and not long after, the foundation headed by Charles Beale was established to celebrate his legacy and his symbolic creation. According to Beale, that symbol needs protecting. Along with other challenges to the rights of the LBGTQ plus community, the flag has come under attack in regions all over the country. In response, the foundation has established a campaign, Save the Rainbow Flag, that tracks incidents and mounts legal challenges. But in the spirit of optimism, we'll give Gilbert's flag the last word. Everywhere this month, including the Museum of Modern Art in New York, which has acquired a flag for its permanent collection, this flag too like the one that inspired it, will be flying over the land of the free and the home of the brave. For Local Switchboard NYC, this is Sarah Montague. Our team is host and executive producer, me, Jordan Gosporé, co-founders Sarah Montague, Betsy Lakin, and Heather Chin. You're part of our neighborhood now. 
So if there's a local story you think is important, let us know at localswitchboardnyc at gmail.com.